Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 70. It's all about television. Thanks uh, to Lauren for the last three hours of Exit Music. It's great to have her back. We're filling in for the architects while they take their summer break. We've got another couple of weeks with you on 3RRR. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. Hey, hey. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Oh, I get a mister. He just gets Brett Cropley. Yeah, he was late. Right. <laughs> he was late to the pre-show, quite frankly. Miss I, training, you start off on the bench. <laughs> uh, he's lucky I didn't just go, the guy at the panel. Ah, yeah. That's, he is lucky. That's, that's what I was playing. I was saying, we've got a, a packed show, an absolutely jam-packed show of box cutters today. We've got James Talia phoning in, hopefully, from London. Uh, hopefully I'm, not on a train yeah, this time. Yes. I, I'm sure he'll phone in, but just... It's just, yes. you know, what, what method of public transport is he going to be on this time? Yes. And maybe a double-decker bus. Yeah, would, could, the, would the reception be worse on a double-decker bus, do you think? It depends on... Uh, well, not if he's on the top deck. The thing with last, last, head time, out the window. last time he rang up and there was five minutes where we were playing the track where he was on and we were chatting to him before we went to air and it was fine, it was all beautiful. And then once we actually got on air, the phone just started cutting out. Mm. He's our European correspondent and he'll be uh, talking about... Things afoot in London town on television has been a very interesting week as far as UK television goes. We've uh, also got I Don't Buy It. I've got a book review. I'm also going to talk about a couple of game shows that are starting on uh, different networks next week. So that's all coming up in Box Cutters. But as always, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters news. The Chasers' Chad Lichardello has uh, left court today with his charges being thrown out. Last year, during the uh, the season of The Chasers' War on Everything, mm-hmm. Lichardello was outside of a Bulldogs rugby game the week following a big fight outside a Bulldogs rugby game, pretending to sell knives and flares and... Uh, brass knuckles in team colours. In team colours, the uh, the magistrate whose uh, name was Joanne Keogh said uh, the overwhelming majority recognised it for what it was—a joke. So Lichardello was not guilty of offensive behaviour. Okay, can't can't it be both? A joke and offensive behaviour. Yeah, apparently not. Really? Not, not it, it has to be one or the other. Not according to the law. And, oh. and what was interesting about this was that uh, the police actually took him into custody, as it were, because uh, he, well, they claimed that he was in danger from uh, some of the Bulldogs fans uh, because of what he was doing, because of the prank, his jape, and uh, then they decided that he was being offensive. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, clearly. It was a joke, not offensive. Jokes cannot be offensive. So says the law. And basically, uh, the magistrate went home last night with the tape, uh, which I, I think they had 50 minutes of tape, had a look at it, came back to court this morning and said, nah, nah, this is no case. Uh, and, uh, and also, she uh, ended up downloading heaps of the Chasers War on everything from iTunes Music Store. No, that, I made that last bit up. Ross. She wouldn't need to download it. She's got it all. She, they've given her the tapes. Oh. 
Oh, maybe that's why she was late to court. All right, maybe. Uh, big news during the week from Channel 9. I think this came through Wednesday, maybe. Channel 9 announced that they had, and Jamie Jury had parted company. Yes, this Huge is... Huge a- news. Uh, yeah, Wednesday or Thursday. Wednesday or Thursday. And then following up that uh, hot on its heels, Channel 7 came out and said, well, we've snapped him up. And I actually saw they announced this on Channel 7 News, saying, yes, it's true, we've got Jamie Jury at Channel 7, and yes, I can confirm that he will be doing Dancing with the Stars. Like, that was on the tip of everybody's lips. Well, I'm sure that's just a, a counter to Channel 9's lead news story on Thursday night, which was uh, 1 versus 100 starts Monday week. <laughs> yeah, it probably was. Poor uh, poor Mr. Jury, though. He uh, Apparently, he lost his position with 9. It, it's been reported that he asked for $2 million. Now, which of us hasn't lost out on some work by going in and saying, you know what, pay me $2 million and I'll see how I can fit you in around the various other projects that I've got yeah, going on. Not me. I've, I've lost countless numbers. I, w- I would have like $20, 40000000 million by now uh, if, if everyone had said yes. And, and, and Channel 7 are trumpeting the fact, oh, we've got Jamie Jury. Nine didn't want him anymore. They've got no shows for him. It's not back in the old days where Channel 9 just kept hold of everybody because they could because they had all the money. They don't have any gardening shows. There's no use for him. And meanwhile, he, he will also be appearing on Arrival Network because he's going to be doing spots on Oprah. Mm. So he'll be appearing on Channel 10. Yeah, yeah. Why spend $2 million on someone who's going to be on another network? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think it's also very interesting too. I think this shows the divide in our culture between uh, men and women. I can't imagine an ex-bimbo stripper getting that far in society if they're female. Yeah, but if they're female and a landscape gardener, you reckon that'd be okay? Yeah, I think... I, I don't think... I don't think... Uh, no matter how good their landscape gardening was, I think all they would get is scorn. Really? Yeah. Do, do we know how much... Prove me f- wrong, strippers. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Strippers slash landscape gardeners. <laughs> do we know how much Channel 7 are paying jury? Are they paying him $2 million or are they... I, I, I haven't heard, but I imagine... You would imagine it would have to be somewhere in the same ballpark. Well, not necessarily. You know, Channel 9 did the dirty, basically, on, on Jerry. And so he was in a position where they didn't want him to go to seven. And he probably wasn't particularly keen on sticking around because Channel 9 didn't have anything for him. But how did and, they do the dirty on him? they stiffed him. How, well, how, they, how have they stiffed him? They axed Backyard Blitz. But, that, but it programs get axed all the time. That's not stiffing somebody. Well... It would be if you're in his shoes. I, I can I can fully imagine how he'd take it personally and, and you know, say, Oh fine, John I if you want me you can pay me two mil to pay to work part time. I That's didn't realise he was such a jury apologist. I'm not an apologist for jury. <laughs> I, I I I think good on him. Like, Leave the guy alone. <laughs> he's he's got bags of money. I mean I, I just think he's he's gone and said, you know, pay me a ridiculous salary to essentially cool my heels and not do anything. Which, which I think, you know, he was well within his right to do that. You mm. know, if Channel 9 were willing to give him $2 million, why not try that on? It's, like you're saying, he's got bags of money, so it's absolutely no loss to him mm. wh- whether or not he does it. And, uh, well, Dancing with the Stars, sure, he's going to end up taking his shirt off mm. again. But no. just because he's asked Channel 9 for that doesn't mean that Channel 7 are paying anything near that. No, no, no. No, no I agree. They're probably paying him 50 cents. 
Hey, speaking of, uh, and he's overpaid. Speaking <laughs> of Channel 9's lead story, Eddie Maguire's return to television hosting with uh, the One Versus 100 uh, quiz show has been marred by a series of bungles. An audience member who attended the filming of the first episode at the Dockland studio was disgusted when a question was replayed to a contestant after the answer was allegedly revealed. Uh, Nine's programmer, Michael Healy, uh, also openly vented his frustration at a technical glitch during the launch of uh, the launch event last week. Um, Apparently, uh, the question was, what is the unit of time comprising 60 seconds? Uh, One of the mob... uh, had locked in uh, Erd in their response. Uh, producers were alerted to the fact after the contestant had submitted and uh, he put in a different answer, taking his winnings to $134,500 and then retired. Hang on. So, but the the member of the mob can't take home that money. Yeah, I, I read this article and you explained it to us before the show. I still don't understand the, what's the, going on. The contestant took home that money or the member of the mob took home that money? The contestant took home... Hundred and thirty four grand. Right, so what and, and the other twenty four people got shafted. What what does it matter if someone from the mob put I think this I don't know, it's confusing. That being said, I was at the launch on Thursday night and I'm gonna talk more about this later on in the show. Uh, but yes, there were some uh, there were some technical problems with the set. Now we've talked about one versus one hundred quite a lot on, on this show, and it is a very complicated uh, network that they need for, uh, for for all the electronics. That being said, they really should have ironed it out before they said, hey, everybody, look at how wonderful our thing is. Uh, yeah, if that's... I still don't understand your contestant... So the contestant won and took home his money. Yes, although if they'd used the first time through, he would have lost. Right. And the question was what unit of time is 60 seconds? Yeah. A minute. Yes. And that was worth $137,000 or whatever I have it was. no idea where they're getting these contestants from. <laughs> and what, what, what strikes me as odd is that he got it wrong the first time. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> what yeah, the, oh. I, I don't understand. Uh, they're filming this in a very short space of time to fit around Eddie's requirements, is, is my understanding. They're filming it over a week or over two weeks or something, in a very short space of time. Uh I think Channel 9 would be in trouble if one of... The, because it's got a, a large number of the public. You've got a lot of the audience. You've got a lot of the mob. If somebody who was at a lot of the tapings was letting slip what a lot of the results were, I think uh, I think it might send the ratings down the toilet a little. Yeah, that's... And that's, I, th- I, think, I think you open yourself up to that if you're doing a whole series at once. Somebody could easily come out and say, oh, yeah, this guy wins half a million, and, but the million doesn't go off in the whole show and blah, blah, blah. That is a big problem. What sort of confidentiality mm. are they holding their audience to? Mm. Uh, another another question is: uh, Well, surely that's a, a a matter for the ACCC or the competition. Uh, sorry, the the gaming commission. If somebody is winning money that they haven't rightly won, uh, that's that's also an issue. I find it hard that hard to believe that Channel Nine would do that. So if, maybe that's not the last we'll hear from this story. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it is the last we'll hear from this story, though, I'm sure. Thank God You're Here has uh, been ordered by NBC. There are, yeah, that's the last we'll hear of that. Yeah. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're ordering uh, six one-hour episodes uh, from Fremantle Television. So, so the working dog 
production of it. So the Australian version, is, is that going over there or are they selling the concept? Uh do, do they're, you they're mean, licensing it. They're not getting, okay. um, you know... Uh, the, so Fremantle or, will produce it over in yeah, the yeah, States yeah. with Tom, American... Yeah, Tommy G's not going to be the judge on NBC. Oh, come on, I love that nostril cam. Uh, in fact, uh, <laughs> D- David uh, David Foley is going to be the judge. Uh, the host is oh, going to be uh, from Alan Greer from Inland Second Colour. City TV and uh, yes. News Radio. Yes, and Celebrity Poker Talk Challenge Radio. Showdown Tournament. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the excellent David Foley uh, is going to be the judge, so that might be a judge worth watching. We were going to get a comment from Working Dog, but they were too busy stuffing money in their ears. And the, the contestants in the first episode are uh, Jennifer Coolidge, who's in American Pie, Brian Cranston from Malcolm in the Middle, Joe McHale, who's in an excellent show on E! called The Soup, and, uh, and Wayne Knight from Seinfeld. Who's Wayne Knight? Uh, Newman. 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 Right. Uh, so that's that's going to be their, their first episode. It'll be interesting to see how uh, how that works. The, yeah. the show has already been sold to something like ten other territories, and uh, and yeah, you already said shoving money in their ears. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Iso Hunt, one of the very big torrent finders out there on the internet tracker, tracker got shot uh, got shot down got closed down by lawyers during the week. Uh, really? Yeah, huge, huge fuss and scandal. I didn't realise lawyers had that much power. Well, apparently they did. Well, it was the lawyers of the ISP uh, who were hosting the site. Yeah, and they've been um, the recording industry and the film industry in the States. The, uh, have the lawsuits. RIAA and the MPAA. They're the ones mm-hmm. have lawsuits pending and the, uh, yeah, the internet service provider buckled. And so apparently, I don't know this for sure, but apparently uh, ISO Hunt just went offshore and they've opened yep. up again. Yeah, they've gone, screw you. Uh, they've got hosts in Canada and they're up and running. I Me- was on it this le- afternoon. Less than a week. Less than a week. Meanwhile, so. the, the Pirate Bay... Oh, three days. Mm. The Pirate Bay are trying to uh, develop their own country. They're going to buy an island and host the Pirate Bay on that island. Really? And uh, you can apparently uh, become a citizen if you make a donation. They're (laughs) going to issue passports and everything. That's awesome. (laughs) Yep. That is fantastic. Uh, Channel 9's got a new show coming up uh, called The Catch-Up. It'll be an afternoon chat show, and they've announced the panellists, Libby Gore, Lisa Oldfield, Zoe Sheridan, and Mary Moody, who have been confirmed with a rotating (laughs) guest host each day. So no, no it, idea what uh, time, in, time in the afternoon it's going to be how, on. How uh, is that not just The View? It sounds like it's The well, View. Well, we haven't well, heard of any of the people except for Libby Gore, who are the panellists. So that's, yeah. that's already like The View. It's not going to be as good. <laughs> We've all heard of Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, yeah, but she wasn't on The View and, initially. Initially and, it was just Barbara Walters. And Barbara Walters. Barbara Walters <laughs> and three other women who I'd never heard of before. And it's, it's just going to be it's going to be The View. It's going to be a schnorfest. Mm. Uh, but it's going to be on at 4.30, so none of us will be home from work. So that's, uh, that's, that's fine, except for the three of us who all work from home. Uh, <laughs> lastly in the news... Uh, Lost executive producer Carlton Cuse has announced plans to start production on webisodes and phonosodes. No, I think they're mobisodes. Mobisodes. Not, not according to him. They're oh, really? phonosodes. Uh, so that's going to start in July. They're going to feature the Lost cast and run uh, two to three minutes. And uh, apparently, the uh, the actors' original contract don't have new media rights 
included in them. So they're basically going to be asking for a favour, quote, unquote. It's for the fans, he added. So it's original content for those platforms. Original content on those platforms with original cast members if they they agree to it. won't turn up on set if they don't want to be in it without getting paid for it. Mm. Yeah, I've never known an actor to do anything without getting paid. Well, I mean, Lost is struggling. It's not making much money, so I'm sure (laughs) sure (laughs) they can't afford to... it's uh, just a tiny, I'm tiny I'm going to have real trouble watching them on my landline phone. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, I think it's, it's You've got to more... take the cover off the, the mouthpiece bit. Oh, and yeah. there's a screen under yes, there. Yes. Oh, really? No, no, no. You know nothing about technology, <laughs> Brett. If you hold the phone up to the television, oh, I it see. will transmit the sing- signal ah, on, onto your TV. I think that's right. how it works. Right. Actually, you know, that could be really bad. If it's if it's got a magnet in the mouthpiece and you put it too close to the TV and you're you're on a CRT... TV, that could uh, destroy your picture. Don't do that. Oh, l- listen to Mr. Responsible. <laughs> no, it's, it's for mobile phones, Ross. Ah, for right. mobile phones. And that is the Box Cutters news. We're going to be up next with James Talia. It is 18 minutes past 7 o'clock. You're listening to Box Cutters on 3 R. Here's some music. Super Bon Bon by the excellent Soul Coughing. No longer with us. And the television reference? That was in an episode of The Sopranos. Oh, okay. I, I don't know where and I don't know how, but it's in the song listing and I went, cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I was searching through song listings of a whole bunch of episodes of, uh, of Sopranos and forgot to note down which episode uh, in which series, but it's there. Look out for it. And uh, Mike Doty, who was the lead singer of that, now uh, performs solo. And uh, there's a great live uh, album called Smurf and Smang. Right. Thanks for that. You're listening to The Box Cutters on 3RRR. We'll be back with James Talia. Naturally, you didn't know I was wearing my special super thermal B long underwear. Triple. Triple. And here he is on the phone from London, our European correspondent, James Talia. How are you, James? Hello there, guys. Good to be with you again. It's good to have you. Now, there's, there's been controversy in London. Oh, hasn't there just? Goodness it's, me. Now, can, we all know that Big Brother uh, really is there to generate controversy, but this has been out of hand in this country in the past week or so. I'm not sure how closely you've been following it. Are you, are you aware of the travails of Jade and Chilpa? Well, uh, no, the, the yeah, last... R- refresh our memory. Because the, the last I'd heard, Leo Sayer left the house... Uh, but also, he's, he's long gone. Uh, but, but also, uh, Ken, what's his name? The director also Ken left the Russell. house. Ken Russell also left the house, and then he ran screaming from the house. <laughs> <laughs> did, did they get and that when on? You see uh, the people in the house. It's no surprise. <laughs> did they get that on camera? Him running screaming from the house. <laughs> if they did, they kept it to themselves. <laughs> and and then suddenly, there's there's some kind of. Uh, Thatcher-like, uh, Thatcher-era-like racism going on in the House. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's been alleged, yes. Now, to, to break this down, Jade Goody is famous in this country for having been a contestant on the on the regular Big Brother <laughs> some years ago. So, so it's good to see that England has the same kind of concept of celebrity that Australia has. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a very, very deep sea list. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, 
so Jade is famous for being famous, and uh, to the point where she has her own uh, fitness videos out. She has a, uh, a, a perfume range no. out that, was, that was out in time for Christmas, absolutely. But this girl is so low rent that <laughs> it's really nauseating. And, and, of course, that's why she's there, because it's like watching a car crash, isn't it? You know you shouldn't be looking, but you can't look away. Now... Also in the house along with her, Shilpa Shetty, who is um, a star of Bollywood. She is massive in India. She's a household name. She is um, educated, well-spoken, very classy, and has been in the house with these uh, people and has been (laughs) copying all sorts of racist abuse to the point where... uh, in the end, Jade ended up calling her Shilpa Poppadom behind <laughs> her back, which is, um, apart from the fact that it's clearly racist, it's not even very clever, is it? <laughs> so the uproar that's been caused here uh, has been extraordinary. Of course, there is a significant Indian community, um, or Asian community, as they call it here, uh, in the UK. I, I had noticed. Uh, Indeed, and and a lot of people have have been up in arms about it. The Indian government apparently made representations to the British High Commission in India (laughs) that they weren't happy about it. The Prime Minister was asked about it in question time (laughs) and said, I haven't actually seen the program, but of course we abhor racism in all its forms. And uh, it came to the showdown over the weekend when Jade and Shilpa were the two who were up for eviction and Jade was voted out and now it's been an absolute circus of... How does Jade rehabilitate her reputation? Well, of course, the first thing she does under instructions from public relations professionals is cry a lot in front of cameras. <laughs> when, now that she's been made aware of the furor that's been happening in the real world, and it's now turning into a, 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 something very interesting to see whether or not she... Whether, whether she's finished. There's some talk here that she's finished as a celebrity, or celebrity such as she is anyway, and that... Um, that uh, this may be the last we hear of her. But, of course, it is an object lesson in what reality TV is about, isn't it? (laughs) uh... And and I I should add, I should add that uh, through the course of last week, Channel 4's viewer numbers were up by 20%, and on the Friday night eviction show, there were 7.8 million viewers as opposed to the Friday night before that when there were somewhere in the region of 3 million. Wow, that's impressive. Now, Channel 4 was set up... As like SBS, wasn't it to to uh, to further multiculturalism on television? That's one of its. That's one. <laughs> yes, ironically, that that is uh, one of one of the things in its charter that it's meant to do. Channel Four um, is a publicly owned broadcaster. The government runs it, but it is uh, allowed to use advertising for its revenue. It doesn't get a license fee the way the BBC does. But because it's government owned, it is there as a public service broadcaster. The programming is a is is edgy. There's a lot of documentary stuff. They're making a lot of good TV movies. Big Brother really isn't the kind of thing you would normally associate with Channel 4, and yet they've been doing it here for years. This time it's backfired on them because it's not a true commercial network. They do answer to government, and there's been a lot of uh, a lot of calls for the board to be sacked and for the government to remove the licence from them and, and, and set up another operation. Well, and, and also as a, as a result of this, they've had one of their major sponsors pull out. Yes, it's it's one of the biggest mobile phone retailers in Britain. was the uh, was the main sponsor of this this uh, celebrity Big Brother, and uh, and they pulled out last week. Obviously, the the heat was getting too much for them in the kitchen. Um, well, but it, I think it's fine. To, all be, the to other be fair, in, in the kitchen pleased. where this woman is touching everything with her hands, 
That's uh, sorry that's, to say that again. Well, this is I, I've been I've been following this in Variety, so I only know what they report. Uh, but apparently, one of the biggest uh, racist, racist things that people have said is that she keeps touching things with her hands, and she's dirty. Yeah, well, that was something else that was said. They they <laughs> they uh, they weren't approving of Shilpa because they said people in India eat with their hands. As someone suggested, have none of these limeys ever been to McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> it really is quite extraordinary. <laughs> but that's that's exactly the level of the level of talk that's been going on. Obviously, um, very uh, ill-informed, very uneducated, and really not acceptable at all. And, and I hear she had to she had to come out of her eviction. There was no audience there for her. Well, that was the, that's right, Ross. That was the other amazing thing. It's a, I, I think it's the first time it's ever been done in the world yeah. that there's been no, no live audience for an eviction show. And it was because things had built to the point here where they were worried that she might be vilified by an audience yeah. when she came out. This was, everyone was assuming that Jade was going to be voted out. And, and, and they, were, they were worried for her safety and probably worried about some of the, some of the uh, audio that might get to air as well. Um, <laughs> if they weren't careful, perhaps more than just her physical safety. Um, and, and so that was remarkable. So it was kind of eerie because out she came and it, there was silence and she's doing the, the big walk, as they all do, and, uh, and, and making it to the host set. And, and it was silent. Did they, did, they, did they dub in some crickets? <laughs> Sorry? Did they dub in some crickets just to give it that really empty feel? <laughs> Sorry, I thought you said cricket. <laughs> no, no one in this country is talking about cricket. <laughs> uh, I also, I also had to ask you. There was some suggestion here that uh, uh, that uh, that they knew some of the furor in the house. Is is that? The, yeah, have you heard anything about that? Well, at, at, at the very least, if nothing else, it appears that um, Jade's eviction interview was pre-recorded right. by some 50 minutes or an hour that she had been briefed just before she came out of the house. Okay. There was there was no audience because she, while other housemates were saying it's so quiet out there, she didn't appear surprised about that. Right, yeah. So, so, so Channel 4 have been in trouble for that too. They've been accused of fiddling the system to yeah. try to help this girl out. Yeah. And to allow her to, to generate some tears, to to to, uh, to to work up the waterworks, to but, try to get some sympathy. But no suggestion that they that they've been telling them uh, beforehand while they're still in the house what's going on outside of the house. There, there was a there was a uh, a miraculous detente between Jade and Shilpa just before Jade came out of the house, and they were hugging and they were all friendly again. Radio. Now there's. So, a- you, you can do the math on that. <laughs> there's uh, there's less than a week to go on uh, Celebrity Big Brother. Right? Yeah, there is, but I couldn't tell you who's going to win and who's left in the house because no one cares anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's every chance that that uh, the Indian, as she was done, is going to walk away with it. She will for sure. She will for sure. Now she's got the she's got the public sympathy. That's all you need on Big Brother, I reckon. A bit of sympathy, That's and what you've it's got it. Yep. Yeah, yeah for I sure. think you're right. I think you're right. We'll see. And and because a couple of the other girls who were in there were kind of right behind Jade with this sort of racist comment as well. Yeah. So so they're they're toast. Yeah. Yep. Now while we've got you on the line, uh, what's happening with TV over there aside from Big Brother? Are you getting any of the uh, shows from the states on there yet? 
Uh, we're starting to. We're starting to. The, the new fall season um, from the US from what's it, we're October mm-hmm. uh, starts here around this time of year. And, and a big one that started already, ironically, on Channel 4 is Ugly Betty. Um, right. <laughs> we've seen uh, two episodes of that. Obviously, I took great interest in that because it's, it's a show that's been talked about a lot in the Australian context. Channel yep. 7 have that for, for, for this year. Yep. And, um, in fact, I think I texted you, Ross, and you said, this, this is rubbish, it's all warm and fuzzy, it's going to rate like gangbusters. Yes, yes. that's right. It, it's got heart, damn it. Um, <laughs> but what I find interesting about Ugly Betty is that, and, and I hadn't realised, is that it's actually a remake of, I think, a Colombian show. Yes, it's, yep. a, it, it's the remake of a, of a telenovela that actually uh, starred Selma Hayek. Yeah, there you go. So uh, it's good to see um, Hollywood branching out a little, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but we're still waiting on a few other things here, and obviously the one I'm, I'm hanging on most is Studio 60. All those, all those kind of shows from the, the, the new fall season will be starting in the next few weeks, so it's good viewing coming up. Yes, now, excellent. Now, James, um, just kind of on, an, on another note, uh, Channel 9 haven't got you over there uh, filming specials that uh, they're going to slip on air once uh, the US shows that they're about to launch uh, in the, the new rating season uh, finish up before they uh, actually get to the end of their seasons? <laughs> it's always going to come from bread, isn't it? Um, <laughs> no, I, I haven't been approached about any specials, but um, from what I hear, there there is some of that sort of activity going on. I don't know if it's for the reason you've specified. It is uh, something, from my understanding, that the uh, the news division of the Nine Network wants to concentrate on a little more this year. We are still a very strong news division. We can play to our strengths by getting some of our senior people to, to do these kind of news specials in, in things that people are very interested in. We've seen a couple of those in 2006 go very well indeed. Obviously, the uh, the uh, uh, Steve Quinn aftermath, the interview that went on there, and of yep. course the uh, the Beaconsfield Miners as well. Those were specials that did very very well for the network, and um, perhaps we'll be seeing a little more of that. And I guess there's uh, got to be a lot more uh, content made for uh, the Channel Nine Sixty Minutes. Oh, leave him alone. <laughs> he doesn't run the network, Brett. Um, Brett, uh, 60 is the network's flagship. Yes. It has been for more than two decades. It will continue to be. I have every confidence. Oh. Yeah, yeah oh. That's, that didn't sound at all like you read that straight off a press release. <laughs> James. I like my job. <laughs> James, you are, of course, Channel 9's London correspondent, and you also are our only member of the Boxcutters European Bureau. Thanks so much for, for joining us again on air. My pleasure. Good to talk to you guys. Happy viewing. Th- thank you. And, uh, and keep, uh, keep out of the cold. Will do. And I'm waiting for the Oscar nominations in a couple of hours as well, as I know you guys are too. So not we'll chat about that soon. Not long to wait for that. I'm staying up. <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks very much, James. You are listening to Boxcutters on 3RRR. Time now for some music. That was pretty. That was The Free Design with Love You. And what's the television reference there? Well, that's from the drumstick Do you just love television that much? You wanted to have a song that was just love you, love you, love you, television. It's (laughs) it's from the uh, drumstick ad that's that's just gone on in recent weeks. Quite a good ad. It's uh, a couple hundred people at a pool and they they all do things in sync. They'll throw their towel down in sync and swat the fly away in sync and all all the men look at the sexy woman as she walks past in sync and then all the women slap the men across the back of the head in sync and then they all eat their drumstick in sync. It's, it, it's a very good ad. There's I, th- actually I think there's, well, there's two or three iterations of them. There's one where one guy uh, 
eats that, the bottom of the cone? That's the end. At the end, one guy eats the eats the end of the cone, and they all turn around at the big crunch, and then they all eat the bottom of the cone. Right. It's, uh, yeah, it's a great ad. If you, uh, it's there's a link to it on our website. If you want to have a look at it, at uh, hooray. No, no, that's, uh, no, the, email that's the email address. Boxcutters.net. And if you want to email us, it's hooray at boxcutters.net. We're the box cutters, obviously, and we're filling in for the architects for the next couple of weeks. Then they'll be back soon. This is Marie Cardi, and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness, Box Cutters. <laughs> Stick it in the fire and eat it. Now, as uh, we mentioned earlier on in the show last Thursday, I uh, was treated to a rare spectacle. It was the launch of Channel 9's new hopeful game show, One vs. 100, hosted by the network CEO, Eddie McGuire. And uh, I, I was also treated a day later to a preview tape of Channel 7's new game show, Hope, The Rich List. Now, just very quickly, uh, do you think they're running a spoiler with The Rich List? They're broadcasting The Rich List Monday night at 7.30, which won't be its usual time slot. Do you think, oh, really? Uh, and they're doing that preempting, I think, uh, preempting 1 versus 100. Do you think that's just a spoiler in the hope that people will have game show fatigue? I, I don't know. I don't hmm. know. It, it is going to be very easy to have fatigue after watching the Rich List, right? Uh, <laughs> so, so what's their regular uh, time slot? Tuesday for? at seven thirty, I think. Really? I think. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I I didn't understand it myself. When, when I just mean when you're watching a new game show and you're trying to get used to and all you're trying it, to learn all the it's, rules. It's, it can be quite exhausting, well, particularly uh, with these new millennium game shows. Yes. Uh, well, they're both big money game shows, and The Rich List offers con- contestants uh, unlimited riches. Unlimited riches! <laughs> While uh, 1 versus 100, the limit is $1 million. $1 million versus... Unlimited riches! <laughs> Such as $34 million. $34 million! <laughs> as if! Last week, Ross, you said that's never going to get up to $34 million. Yep. And uh, looking at the game show, no one's going to last with it long enough. And by no one, I mean the audience. <laughs> uh, it, it, and yes, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's totally... These, these money amounts are totally unrealistic. And we've already talked about 1 versus 100, uh, a contestant kind of goes up against 100 people. Mm-hmm. Those 100 people are called the mob. For each of the mob, for each member of the mob that gets a question wrong, if the contestant gets that question right, they get that number of contestant, that number of mob members times the value of the question. So, for instance, uh, the question is worth $500 and four people get it wrong. The contestant then has $2,000. It's a little bit complicated. CF, the rich list. Uh, Two teams of two, so two teams of two people who have never met before, are given a theme for a list, like countries with, uh, countries on the coast of the Mediterranean, for example. Then each team has to bid for how many they think they can list. Right. So I would say... My team would say, I can list six. Ross, your team would say, I can list eight. My team would say, I can list ten. You would say... So it's going higher each time. Higher each time. This, and this then, sounds just like bridge. It's, <laughs> 500. It's, the number of tricks that you're going to make. It's not as interesting as bridge. And then Ross, Ross would say, 
I can't do that. You go go and list ten. Ross would say this is similar to the end of the Master, which but nobody watched the Master, so I, I watched it the, really matter. I watched the last episode of the Master where the host said, "We'll be back next week." <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they weren't. No, they weren't. Okay, so so they bid for so they bid like that for a while. Then, if they win the bidding, they have to reach that number. In listing those things. Yes. Now, it's not like they would just go, all right, Italy, Greece, France. No. They they have to confer over every single answer. So, I'm pretty sure Italy's on the... Yeah, yeah, I think Italy's on the coast of the Mediterranean. I think, yeah. Yeah, Italy. Yeah. Italy. You're putting Italy on the list? Yes, we're putting Italy on the mm. list. Is Italy on the list? <laughs> so, it's, so, it takes quite a while for the guy with the moustache to jump on the other guy. That's what they've been showing on the ad over and over again. It does. It takes. That, a, that's at the end of the show. That's that's right at the end of the show. Mm. Are you sure that's not an ad for Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> <laughs> now, if they don't win this convoluted process, the other team gets the point. If they do win, they get the point. And you'd think that whoever wins the point gets to go to the next round. No, no, no. It's the best out of three. And uh, so, so where does the money come? See, in? there's no money yet, is there? No, no money. No, there no are lists. Money. There are lists. <laughs> No money. So far, it's just the list. The money, then, and I, I'm bored already yeah. just talking about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, th- then the money comes in. They've got uh, a board with uh, every, three, every three things they get right on a list, they get a certain amount of money. So if they name the first three things on a list, for example, uh, films made by, animation films made by Disney from 1980 to 2006. It's an exhaustive list. If they get the first three, they get $5,000. If they get the next three, then they get $15,000. And the list goes all the way up to $250,000 if they get 15 things on that list. Right. Uh, But they have to reach... So if they get 14 things, they get no money, even though they got all the way up to uh, 12 and got all of those right. Right. So they can they can still walk away with no money, but they can also walk away at any time at any of those stops. It's a very confusing game. <laughs> are, the, are the lists a little quiz monkeyish? Uh yeah, they're they're pretty easy. Right. Oh, oh they're easy. They're not. They don't have impossible things. Oh no 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 no. They're pretty. They're pretty easy. There is right. actually some logic to yeah. the answers. To yeah, the it's not just random words that no. they put into a list like on Quiz Monkey. No, they're 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 pretty. I mean, it's not as easy as words with the letter E. Right, but uh, it's as easy as films, animated films made by Disney between 1980 and 2006. Yep. there are something like 70 of those, and uh, it includes Pixar films. You know, things. Like, so that's that's how that works. Uh, the first one versus 100 is hosted by Eddie McGuire, mm-hmm. and the Rich List is hosted by No Deal Andrew O'Keefe. Maguire last Thursday seemed like he still needed a little bit of rehearsing. And it's, it's a really interesting situation with the host of a game show because you're looking at the show is really the thing that people are watching. And the host is there to facilitate the show. And uh, when you get someone like Maguire on, it's really more about him than it is about the show or the contestants. And, uh, you know, because that's how Millionaire worked. And that worked very well for Millionaire. That's not how one versus one hundred works, and will work again for millionaire if we're to believe what we're hearing in the press. Which is what? Oh, the- millionaire's going to come back after Ma- after with Maguire after uh, it, rumored apparently rumored, but after the after whatever we're after talking about after his political career. <laughs> 
No, after one once he decides which which party well, he's going to be with. There are two interesting things there. One is this is in the millionaire time slot. Mm-hmm. And two, Maguire wasn't very good on, on Thursday night. Now, there is every possibility that he'll get better. He's a very talented man. But it's either a case of he'll get better or hubris will be his downfall. Meanwhile, O'Keefe, who does very well maintaining some kind of excitement during the tedium of Deal or No Deal, can't even maintain any excitement during the tedium of The Rich List. So I'm interested to see how both of these shows go. Uh, I don't hold much hope for either of them. One versus 100 is more watchable than The Rich List, but The Rich List takes a lot less concentration. I think maybe uh, once O'Keefe can get a bit of semaphore going on with the no deal kind of crossing the arms and, and stuff like that, he'll, he'll, he'll sex it up. You think? you think? Potentially. Potentially. I don't know. It's a hard show to sex up. It really is just lists. I mean, I love a list as much as the next guy, but... Uh, he's such a little ball of energy, though. Uh, he's not not on this show. I just It'll be interesting to see how they both perform on Monday night. So uh, The Rich List is on Channel 7 at 7.30 on Monday, 1 versus 100 at 8.30 on Channel 9. It is 11 minutes to 8 o'clock. You're listening to 102.73 Triple R, The Box Cutters. That's us, Josh Canal, Ross McQueen, Brett Cropley. Box Cutters is the show. It's all about television. And here is something all about ads. Are you one of those that follows the ads? Pepsi is putting coke into their ads. Now I can talk as much as I want. Got the sly look. Sly look. Sly look. Hello, this is Ricardo Montalban. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. Brett Cropley, what have you got for us today? It's Australia Day this week, uh, it's on Friday, and on the telly has been a series of ads uh, in some way advertising Australia Day. Uh, it starts off with an acoustic guitar riff that's uh, somewhat suspiciously reminiscent of the Jose Gonzalez uh, Heartbeats track, which, which we played last week. We played last week and was used so effectively in the Sony Bravia Super Bowl ad uh, continues on with the beat Hard mixed dancer. in. And uh, and people all over the country, down the beach, in the park, in their backyard, on their mobiles, on their phones of uh, all types, asking their friends, what are you doing? What's happening? And it goes on. It just, it looks like a, an ad for a phone company. It looks like a Telstra ad uh, because everybody's on the phone rather than actually doing stuff with, with other people. Did they run Australia. this ad last year? Not it rings a that bell. I recall. Anyway, go on. Go on. Um, and uh, it's just the, the, the uh, aspect of it ripping off the Sony ad um, and ripping off Jose Gonzalez is a little uh, distasteful also. And do we need to have advertising for what are you doing on Australia Day? I'm having a barbecue, I'm getting pissed, and I'm falling down on the grass. I mean, how many answers is, is that going to fulfil, really? Actually, I, I, I think maybe the only option is whether you'll wear the Australia flag Superman cape or not. And that might depend on whether you're going to the big day or not. Yeah, see, I, I won't do it because of the Cronulla riots. No. 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 Now, now I'll just wear the fighting kangaroo. Yes, and, and, and <laughs> that's that's my Australian flag. <laughs> and seeing that we've touched on it, um, I actually quite agree with the Big Day organisation. Um, every turd that I see with a with an Australian flag cape 
just puts another freaking skid mark <laughs> on it for me. That's, uh, that's television, Brett. Television. <laughs> yeah. That's I don't buy it. I don't uh, buy that straight day. We're going into a track now. We'll be back with some letters to box cutters. That's the polyphonic spray with night and day session nine something blah 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 something else. It's a very long title for that song. From uh, television t- reference. What? These songs have to have a television reference. Oh, uh, that's actually the polyphonic spree sang that in the hospital at Scrubs, on Scrubs, in the show Scrubs. The entire polyphonic spree appeared. All twenty million members of them. Open up a door, polyphonic spray singing "Light and Day." You're listening to Box Cutters on Three Triple R. Time for letters. Diamond Postman, I have a letter for you. No, I'm just the postman. Quite a lot of correspondence this week. One came in to us from a Mr. David Boxcutter. Is he our first David Boxcutter? He is our first David Boxcutter. And he wrote to us to tell us that uh, he had his own crap TV segment. And he mentions that five shows that were so bad they were cut mid-season in the US are being... Uh, picked up and promoted by Channel 9. These include Kidnapped, Runaway, Smith, Justice and The Nine, despite the fact that Channel 9 know that they're not going to be able to run a whole series of them. They're still promoting the hell out of them. Look, we've we've talked about this a bit on the show. Uh, I completely agree. It's just terrible. It, it's, it, it is terrible. But they also they have nothing else. And this is at, at this time last year. There was a show Invasion that they were going to run, yes, and they were running the ads for it. And they didn't end up showing Invasion because there was only a series of it. And they said, "Well, there's only one series. We're not going to run it because we don't want to only commit to one series." Now they're committing to half series, third series. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a, it's a terrible thing. Like I I can see why they're doing it. I know why they're doing it. They still shouldn't be doing it. Well, I implore any people out there listening if you're thinking of watching any of those shows don't watch them don't let nine treat you like that just because just don't watch them because you can't get a whole series out of them you invest in them you like the characters you want to keep going and it will just get ripped off air plus justice is shit well i mean they're they're <laughs> that aside um, <laughs> they're not great shows any of them i, no. I would suggest now last week we talked about the supernatural download on channel 10 uh, channel 10's website and we got a couple of letters one from narrative box cutter uh who cat brain cat brain who uh, who explains how she had to set up i said it was a very convoluted process she says firstly i had to upgrade to windows media play 11 not sure why something to do with drm i think next i had to unblock pop-ups then when i went to download again i got a message pop-up saying i didn't have the digital rights to access the web page but did i want to continue i clicked yes then got a picture of three screenshots detailing what i had to do to install the ActiveX component once that once that was installed the download began Mm, too complicated far too complicated and and bigger than a normal AVI download file because of all the ads and and whatnot. I they've they've ballsed it up. Channel well, Ten, you've ballsed up. Why make it so complicated? People aren't going to do it. People Fe- will just go get torrents, which are easier. Felix wrote and said it was four hundred megabytes. Yeah. In in WMV, which is you know you can't watch that in anything other than Windows Media Player anyway. So so why bother? I I think they've I th- a great idea to have them to download. I th- I just think they've bolstered up. And uh, and just lastly, in letters, Brett, a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned the Venice Project. You said it was 
vaporware. And I said, no, I think these guys really know what they're doing. A couple of people wrote in, Daniel Boxcutter and Alex Boxcutter, both wrote in. Uh, one said that the Skype Videos Project's details have been released. It's called Juiced, J-O-O-S-T. Dot com And you can check that out. Alex also said uh, that the bandwidth needed is just the same as streaming a DivX, about 320 megabits for uh, down for it for a one-hour show. Megabytes. Megabytes. No, he's, uh, well, he's written, written megabits, but I think you're right. Yeah. And also we had a ton of letters about the uh, no, video. No, streaming's in megabits. Had a ton of letters about the video podcast, asking if there is or isn't a video podcast. There is a video podcast, and that address is boxcutters.net slash vlog. Why That's are you spreading v with lies? a log. Why after can't it. you admit the truth? There, there is, is there is no there video. Is, bo- why why podcast. would we have an address for it if there was no video podcast? There is no video how, podcast. How would they be seeing me waving at them if there was no video podcast? Exactly. It's one minute to eight o'clock. That brings us to the end of box cutters. Hey, um, when I cast my pod. It's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. And pork is finished. Thanks very much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, To uh, James Talia for phoning in. Nick Taya is up next with Beats Electric. I hope so. If he makes it into the studio. Unless it's maybe a special four-hour Best of the Brat. Oh, that would be exciting. Because uh, Holly C is in uh, Studio 3 as we speak. That that is very exciting. Brings us to the end of another edition of Box Cutters. Until next week, uh, my name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. You can email us, hooray, at boxcutters.net and check out the blog or our podcasts at boxcutters.net. And hey, let's be careful out there. <laughs>